Hi, this is Jack Tester, I'm the President and CEO of Nextar, and this is another edition, another episode of Leadership Lounge. I have got the pleasure and distinction of being sitting in the office with Anthony Mattioni. How are you doing, Anthony? I'm doing well today. Thank you very much. Good, good. Glad you're here. Thank you. Now, Anthony, you're here to, in our office in St. Paul for what reason today? Here for HVAC-specific uh, services. services systems training. Right. And you, you brought in, was it three technicians with you? Four. Four technicians. Mm-hmm. Right on. Okay. We're going to get back to that. Thanks for coming here, Anthony. And, and I, I'm, Anthony, you've been here a lot at Nextar. I see you and your brother, Michael, all the time. In fact, last week you were in Palm Springs, right? That's right. For service beautiful. management training. And now yes. this week you're in St. Paul. For HVAC training. Awesome, man. And we're coming back for Leadership Mastery as well in December. I can't wait to have you here. Awesome. Maybe we'll too. do another one of these then. Okay. Right? Okay. So um, I want to talk to Anthony about a, a couple interesting things. Um, but first, I want, but tell me a little bit about yourself and your business. How long have you been at Mattioni? I joined the family business three years ago. Okay. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps prior to that. Thank you for your service, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, our family business started in 1948 by my grandfather after he got out of uh, the Army after World War II. Okay. Uh, he realized his radio technician skills had been outdone by the commercial side of the industry at that time and uh, wanted to move out of South Philly and became a plumber. Okay. He operated his own truck until about 1980 using... Uh, Your grandfather his, did from 48 to, to 80? Okay. Yes. Awesome. Uh, kind of employing uh, his three sons. Okay. Uh, my dad and his, my two uncles. Excuse me. And, uh, and then in 1980, they took the business from over okay. from him All right. and have grown it substantially since. Okay. And then you came in three years ago. Well, I came in three years ago. My brother uh, graduated from Penn State uh, with Michael. a business degree, Michael. Yeah. Okay. Um, he graduated 2007, 2009, he joined the company Okay, and, uh, had started as an, uh, HVAC apprentice, right. uh, working on the outdoor units. So he worked his way through the apprenticeship program at, well, he kind of created the apprenticeship program at the time. Okay. He pioneered the apprenticeship program. All right. How about that? Okay. Then Let's after, just say he was the first one. All right. Yes. Okay. Um, so then after that, uh, he moved into the office as call center manager, started developing a lot okay. of our processes. 2012, he moved into the office, and I joined him in 2014. Okay, very good. Why did you decide to come into the business? Me personally? Yeah. That was something I've always wanted to do okay. uh, ever since I was, uh, you know, even 10 years old. And so um, I was always told that, you know, unless I wanted to be a technician, there wasn't much, you know, room for me in the business. And today I operate as CEO of the company. So uh, that mindset hadn't existed at the time that okay. there could be such a position in a plumbing and heating company. Back when you're coming out of high school and considering career options, yes, that, that was the thought of your father and uncles is that you got to be a technician. Right. right. Okay. Exactly. Which is not bad, which is pretty good, actually. Right? Right. Okay. Um, so you, you, you and your brother are now, you're the CEO of the business. Yes. Your brother's a partner. I call him the president. Okay. So you guys are kind of running the business now. So tell us about uh, Mattione, the size of it, where, where you, what kind of work you do. Sure. So uh, when my brother took over in 2012, we were around a $3 million company, uh, primarily plumbing only uh, and just getting into HVAC at the time. Uh, this year we'll be on track to do about $8 million total. total. Okay. Very nice. Uh, and that'll be a split between right down the middle of about three to four in HVAC, three to four in plumbing. Okay. All residential service replacement? All residential service and replacement. Okay. We did have a remodeling department, but we had uh, since decided to shift our focus strictly 
um, to residential service and replacement. Okay, very good, very good. Now, a little private insight here I'll mention that uh, your company participated in our Frank J. Blau Jr. financial survey, and we had your 2016 numbers, and I, I won't share them, but you were one of the more pro- most profitable companies in, in Nexstar, so congratulations. Thank you very you much. You guys did a great job. You were in the, the shortlist for consideration for that top award, so... Uh, well, I'll try harder this time. Well, <laughs> what you're telling me before is like you're even having a better year this year. So you, you might you might take the prize in 2017. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome, man. Well, what what brought this on is one I'm seeing you and your brother all the time at these events, and I saw your financial performance. So you're making it work. You're connecting the dots back in in Philly. You're doing a great job. And then I got an evaluation from last week's service management class, and you had wrote. And the end of the class evaluation, we asked people for comments. And you had written a comment to me. And I wasn't at the class. You had just written it directed to me. And this was sent to me by Gina Barato here as she was looking at the evals. And we do look at these evals, and this is proof of it, right? Yes, absolutely. So it says, Jack, it would be helpful if you personally spoke with each owner in Nexstar, not the GMs, to ensure that all the training will be supported when it's brought back to the company. Right? Yes. So talk a little bit about about what that disconnect is or what you are kind of pointing to when you wrote that that statement. And there's more that you wrote, but I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, first off, I just, every time I go to a Nexstar event, I see the enthusiasm, especially, um, you know, the service system events, a little bit eye-opening for some of the uh, newer people. Okay. So, so there's, there's, there's like an awakening at those, and I really appreciate that, to just okay. for everyone to see a little bit more. But then as you get to the service manager level and, and beyond, uh, an enthusiasm that is just unparalleled. It's very professional. Everyone is on the same page of why they're there. A lot You're of times at the service management class. At the service right. management okay. class. So, right. so they and and then that enthusiasm is just carried over the three days, and it's fantastic. Right. So they're charged up in that class. Man. Absolutely. And yeah. then and then one of the things that I just hear at the end of that class is, man, I hope I can put all this in place. And that idea of taking the imaginary and putting it into the reality. Ooh. kind of uh kind of kind of puts a takes a little bit of the glimmer out of their eyes a little bit because they know that they're going to go back to a system that you know supports them in theory but not necessarily um with the tangibles okay. that they need to have All right. in order to do that so one of the things that 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 you said is that you know we teach some concepts in service management school mm-hmm and that those concepts might not be something that the owner is even aware of. Exactly. Sorry. So elaborate on that, because what can happen as an example in service management school? So service management school, well, that has quite a definition along with it. Because if you ask somebody with a business background like me, I think that service management and the way it's taught at Nexstar is very in line with the way I would have that mentality. Good to know. All right. Um, now, if you ask someone like my uncle or my dad, uh-huh. uh, who who grew up in the business as technicians, their definition of service manager is someone who kind of works in the background to support the technicians on the technical level and help them okay. keep moving throughout the um, throughout the organization and help them be profitable. But but more along a technical manager, right? Um, and right. that's not something that like a we, technical troubleshooter or something, right? Right, and someone who can you know work behind the scenes with tech support or something like that, so that we can deepen in the the industry specific knowledge. And okay. I think that we have a place for that in Nextar, uh-huh. and that's called the the field supervisor. I believe okay. is that correct? Well, we have that on the org chart that we give to uh, our members as an example. Yes. You're right. 
So, so I think there might be a little bit of confusion there between what, what the owner sees the service manager's responsibility as. Okay. So when they come back and we're, we talk about things like tracking conversion rates and, and, um, you know, using the coaching and tracking manager to help us increase our, you know, plan memberships or, you know, items per task or Mm -hmm. task per call kind of thing. Right. So, um, or you mentioned billable hours and billable hours, just the whole concept of having the price book set up for, to support billable hours. Uh It becomes an overwhelming task sometimes for a service manager to take what he learns or she learns in the next star training home right. and implement it. So what, what I hear you saying is that, that the owner, if they're not aware of what's taught at next star service management and is operating from a different playbook, maybe from years ago, yes. sends their service manager there thinking they're doing the right thing, and the service manager comes and then has these ideas that are not just about how to support troubleshooting a water heater on the phone. Yes. It's supporting how to manage the field, how, right. to, how to grow people, how to recruit, how to hold people accountable to numbers. And if the owner's not aligned with that, it's almost like this guy's, the, the training's almost been kind of wasted, hasn't it? Not wasted, but it's... Well, it certainly takes the glimmer out of their yeah. eye, especially when you talk about the accountability piece. And because, did you see that with other guys there? Uh, I, You know, I, I didn't see it go from, like, 100 to zero, but right. I definitely saw it go from, you know, maybe 100 down to down to 50%, for okay. sure. Because um, you were there as an owner, but you saw the service managers there, right? Yes, yeah. correct. I got it. I got it. Okay. Well, that's awesome. And uh, so I think the, the, the takeaway here is, for sure... As an owner, if you're sending your mid-level or management team to an event, you better know the content yourself. Yes, absolutely. Right? You better go with them or have been there so that you're aligned when they come back. Now you're singing on the same hymnal. You're not... You're not, you're not counter... You, you know, this next star is an investment, and I think it is a great investment. And it's one that, at our company, we're very happy to be a part of. Um, you never want to undermine your investment, on, especially unknowingly. And I okay. think that that can happen a lot of times. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. And th- that was basically the, the essence of your, uh, your comment, right, to me, was yes. to get this message out to owners so that what you saw maybe occurring on a little level doesn't happen on a Absolutely. big level. Which I- gave rise to this idea of this podcast, which won't hit every owner. I wish it would. Yep. But it will at least... Uh, um, Make a dent. How's that? I hope so. You know, make a dent for sure. Well, let's talk about, so thank you for that, that feedback, and thank you for giving this as a good platform here. we got more to talk about, by the way. Great. Um, thank you for giving this platform to, to talk about that. And I think the, the, the broader message here is it's not just service management. It's every management class. Absolutely. And I think if you're going to make the investment in Nexstar, um, you can't ask your people to implement something if you're not aware of what it is, because you will unknowingly, because you're not bought in, right? You haven't, you haven't, I hate to use the term drink the Kool-Aid, but you haven't been to the event. You don't know what they've learned, right? Yeah, especially it cannot be an outsourcing of knowledge. So in other words, uh, you know, one of the things that I think that I would encourage everyone to do, and I hope I'm not jumping ahead, is to read your book about, well, thank you. Um, you know, I, I read Plug, it. On the Shoulders of Giants is on, available on the Amazon, right? So... Um, I think a lot of owners, you know, have have really, really done their time getting through the apprentice and the journeyman level of of ownership. And I think if, if you read the book, you'll know you know what I'm referring to. And they a lot of times enter into that mastery level, 
and I think they do a great job of that. They, uh-huh. They've built something they're proud of. They right. do something that they would want to continue. But sometimes they, you know, we talk about in, in your book the pitfalls of that mastery level and, 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 you know, having the mentality that, you know, I'll just hire someone that thinks like an owner. Okay. And maybe my general manager will think like an owner. Right. And then they'll be the one to implement next star right not me not 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 me and 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 you know I've, I've done my piece i've done my learning um you know i think i i'm good where i am it's it's the company that needs to grow and and then we send the service manager or the general manager or you know whatever manager down even at the technician level call center manager to training to learn and implement but but if the owner themselves is not willing to grow ooh. Okay, and, and and kind of put themselves back, not into the same growth pattern they did as a technician to get to where they are, but yeah. into into just just the understanding yeah. of what it is that's being taught. When when these new ideas come back, they will be new, but they might be challenged, and they might be challenged in a way that really demotivates because of a because you don't mean to demotivate. I mean, you wouldn't be a next star member if you didn't truly love your people. Yeah, um, but you want. You want to make sure, in my opinion, that you're loving them in a way that's supporting them in their missions. Right, right. So, so the, the the for those that, that don't know what we're talking about is is in the master section of the book that was written, um, we talk about one of the pitfalls of growth, which is you get to a point where maybe you're tired, maybe you're you've you know you've experienced a lot and you do have a lot of knowledge, and now you think training's for everybody else but you. Right, you yes. think that that now it's my time to sit back and kind of coast, and I'm going to give Anthony next R. Here's Anthony. Here's next R. You you learn about that. I don't need to worry about that because I want you to implement it. But you're still got this hand on the business. You still got. You're still the people, the person that people really look to for inspiration, for motivation, uh, for that, for that next thing. And you're not doing the next thing. You're sure. just hanging out, right? And then people kind of know that the boss hasn't really bought in. Right, he's not really committed, and so they can kind of halfway do it. Right, if, if the boss can pick and choose okay. of what he likes about Nexstar and what he or she, excuse me, doesn't like about Nexstar, then then everyone inherently will do the same thing. Um, okay. Especially when you come back from service management course. I mean, the first question here in this course in service system today was, "What do we think about Nexstar?" And boy, does that answer vary throughout every employee in a in a Nexstar related company. Um, and uh, a lot of the times you get Nexstar has some great things to offer and not some great things to offer. It, it'll work in other areas, but not ours. Right. And, and that's exactly what you wrote about, Jack, in the, in the mastery section of, you know, if you're saying things like, you know, that doesn't work in our service area or, you know, that's great for them, but not for us. You know, those are limiting beliefs that I think right. needs to be overcome. But those limiting beliefs might be being projected by the owner and the owner doesn't even know about right. that. Right. So when, when the service manager works one-on-one with the technicians trying to do their job um and then service technicians adopt that because most of the time the service technicians may have been with the company longer than that service manager has so they they might uh, you know be echoing the owner's sentiment right saying you know the things that you i just said and the service manager looks at an impossible challenge ahead of him now or her right um to implement the things they learned at you know, right. whatever training it is. There's kind of this unholy cabal between the owner and the tech, the older technicians, and they don't even know what's going on, right? right. And and it's kind of getting in the way of progress, right? A- absolutely. And we've seen that, you know, Anthony, you bring up a great point, because I, I tell you, over the years here, we've, 
you know, I was a business coach before I came back here in this role. So I worked with a lot of companies and I even heard it on a partner level, meaning this, that the partner says, you go take care of Nextstar and I'll, uh, you, that's yours. Okay. You do Nextstar. So you got two partners running a business and one of them is kind of all in and one of them is kind of, well, I'll do it because he wants to. Mm-hmm. And then they say, well, you do it and I'll just sit here and you go to Nextstar and I'll, 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 you know, maybe they even bathe it around or wrap it around terms like I'll just make sure the business is running well while you're gone little martyrdom right yeah. and then they come back and then the the, the, the partners kind of maybe um, hasn't experienced the, the content so they don't have the motivation and so when this owner comes back partner comes back all jacked up the other guy's almost rolling his eyes right right like, he has no like, other ability to uh, do anything else yeah because he doesn't know right? right or she doesn't know right so that's just, and so the same thing I'm, I'm guessing happens with a service manager or any employee, you know, send a tech away. Let's just say it's a small company, you know, you're doing everything, but I send a tech away to service system and they come back either one of two ways. They come back either all jacked up and the owner saying, what is this? Yeah. Right, you want me to do this? Or what often happens, Anthony, is the technician comes back and let's just say that this is going to cause this technician to, to do a lot of change in their life. Yes. And we hope to change people in this event, but sometimes it doesn't happen, and they say, ah, Nextstar's okay. Yeah, Nextstar's all right. And that could happen from a service manager's perspective too, I guess. Wow. You know, so one of the things that I've experienced personally is that that Nextstar is for the new guys. Nextstar is not for the old guys. So you've heard that. Yeah, so the new guys... But let's focus on the new guys. Okay. Let's have the apprentices okay. focus on Nextstar. Let's have the, you know, the new hires. But right. the old guys, leave them alone. Yeah, hey, we're already pretty successful. They're Anthony, already pretty right? successful. Yeah, I, I run this. I built this place, Anthony. Right. Right. And, and especially the, the senior technicians. I mean, I have the utmost respect for yeah. every technician that I work with, and especially the ones who have given, the, you know, their right. their young adult lives. Right. They've been on call. They've done great work. They've right? done the great work. And yeah. and and. You know, it pains me a little bit as as someone who's grown up with them in my position as a family member, just, you know, who's grown up alongside of them, knowing them, that I truly want to help. I yeah. want their lives to be better. And I know right. Nextstar is, is – it's not Nextstar, the organization. It's Nextstar, the information right. that will make their life better. Uh-huh. And and that's why we're, we subscribe to it. It is a better quality of life. Mm-hmm. And um, – how simple it may seem and how hard to implement sometimes when yeah. you're taking somebody into the unknown. You know, one of the things we say is, you know, and Keith, our training manager, you know, has done an extraordinary job of here growing our training organization with our amazing trainers. And uh, a lot of times when people come here or go to training, it's almost like what they've done has been said is wrong. And we don't say that, right? right. We've really consciously said that whatever you're doing is great, and it was you were doing the best with the information you had at the time. We just said that. Right. Yep. And now we might have new information that doesn't repudiate anything you've done. Right. It just maybe is showing a little different way to make it better for you, your customer, and the company. So don't think we're saying what you've done 20, in the last 20 years is bad or right. wrong or different. It's just that now we're giving you new information that hopefully will help you get better. Right. Absolutely, and, it's and a provide mindset. a better experience as well for the client. Yeah, that's what that's what we say, and and I get how if you say that you've been doing it wrong, right away people would bristle. No, I haven't. Uh, right. right, because they've been profitable. We've been a yeah, profitable I company been before I came. Right. right, you guys are doing fine. 
Right. Right. I was doing fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and so many people have technicians have been at this twenty years. Well, they've clearly figured out how to be a decent employee or a good employee, I should say. Absolutely. Right. And we're just saying maybe we got some information that makes your life a little bit better, makes the company a little bit better, it makes the customer a little bit happier. And it doesn't in any way disparage what you did in the last twenty years. And right. hopefully that'll help the more seasoned, more tenured people like myself, I'm 55, and I've got these habits that I've created, and it's hard. To, you know, Anthony, how old are you? I'm 34. Okay. It gets harder to change when you get older because you've had a lot of success and a lot of things, and uh, and that's just it's good reinforcement, though, you know. Yes. You know, and sometimes I know we have to have a little grace for these uh, more tenured people in the business because it is tougher, right? Mm-hmm. And it takes a little bit more. And it is easier with an apprentice, right? It is easier. It's all they know. Yeah, until they hang around the other guys too long. Until they hang around the other guys, and I think that well, that's a whole another yeah. podcast. So <laughs> that's awesome. No, this I I don't know where we went, but that was a an interesting little uh, sidebar there about about change. And mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about I want to get back to the the primary thing. We were talking about this um, one of the pitfalls of a of a of a tenured owner is this thinking that everybody else needs training and everybody else needs to change. And I'll sit here and watch the change occur, and I won't grow myself, right? So I don't know if it's always uh, coming from a place like that, though. I think I think it's coming right. from a little bit more of a hidden place of, um, you know, of a true concern. I, I think that any owner, that, again, that's affiliated with Nextar truly loves their yeah. people. And I think that they think that they can help in a different way. And one okay. of the... One of the short story I'd like to bring up is that um, I, when I was in the Marine Corps, I was in the Marine Corps for 14 years, started as a oh, private. Fantastic. Um, made, well, you know, worked my way through staff sergeant. And, um, and then I became an officer. And, uh, and as a, I was a new officer as a lieutenant, and I was working with a staff sergeant at the time. And, I'll, you know, staff sergeant Reigns, I'll never forget him. Was um, his name Staff Sergeant Rains? Okay, yes, very cool. yes, yes. All right. So um, one of the lessons that I allowed the Staff Sergeant to teach me as a young lieutenant was um, we were in uh, Japan in Camp Fuji, and we were doing an exercise, um, shooting exercise, and I had to get the Marines moving. And I had just been a Staff Sergeant, so I know how to do Staff right. Sergeant work. And uh, what the Staff Sergeant said to me always well, we stood out, he said, hey, sir, gave me the respect. I saw you over there illegally talking to my Marines. Illegally? Illegally. So he made it very clear that I was illegally speaking to his Marines because of the organizational chart goes lieutenant to staff sergeant to the squad leader. Okay. So I was violating the organizational chart of the Marine Corps by going directly to the Marines themselves and not keeping the staff sergeant in the loop or not allowing him to deliver the message that we need to get moving so in doing that it causes obviously two two things number one detracts from the staff sergeant's ability to lead the troops Mm -hmm. because um now there's a message that you know only unimportant things come from the staff sergeant when the important things have to come through it comes from the lieutenant okay right and and then it just implicitly provides them with now they have to listen with both ears, one to the lieutenant, one to the staff sergeant, and no two human beings will ever be on perfectly the same page at the same time. Okay. So that was a lesson I always took away. All Although right. I knew how to be a staff sergeant, 
I was a staff sergeant. I had been a staff sergeant. I had walked that walk. I talked the talk. I was directly in line with my troops at one point. Yeah. I was no longer that. Okay. I had a higher calling, a different calling. Yep. To understand the commander's intent above me. In which case, as an owner, it could be your economic factors. It could be your marketing considerations. It could be what the competition's doing. But it's not internal to the company anymore. It's external. If you want to be in charge of, obviously, the morale and well-being of the people in the company. But if you have a management team in place, it's their job to make sure that they're connecting with the troops. Right, right. And, and if you, as an owner or even a general manager like myself, want to make that personal connection, that's fine, but it can't be on a professional level anymore. I got it. it has, you have to allow your manager, who you're employing, to do his or her job. Right. And, and by making that connection with the troops directly or, or, or the employees directly, um, you just might be hindering that. You may not even think of it that way. Yeah. Yeah, you think you're almost being accessible. Right. Right, and, and one of the men. And, right. You know, going down there, and, and it's not just having nice conversations and how you're doing, but it's actually giving direction where the things can get crossed and sideways. Sure, and the other thing is is that they the whether you like it or not, Every employee knows the buck stops with you. Yeah. So if you don't, if the employee, like a technician, yeah, doesn't feel they're being dispatched to the right calls, and they tell the service manager, the service manager can have a very informative counseling session based on what they learned in Nexstar mm-hmm. to help that employee understand why they're going to that call. If they talk to you directly as the owner, they're number one expecting a change mm-hmm. because they reported it to the person who can either fire the call center manager or change their lot. And it just right away. Now you don't know as the owner. You haven't been the call center manager school. Right. You don't know what was taught. You want to support the call center manager, right. but at the same time, you have an affinity towards the technician. Yeah. And I think that that creates a little bit of an environment where there's some counterproductive right. leadership going on. Well, that's awesome because I can see that. Right. Mm-hmm. The owner's thinking, well, I don't know. He doesn't know the dispatch matrix. Right. Right. He's not taught that, and you know he does it his way. Right. And then he thinks, well, of course, I'm listening to the technician. It sounds like we haven't given you enough calls, and I'm going to go take care of that. Absolutely. Right. And then if you don't, you're a bad guy. Yeah. So if you're kind of setting yourself up to fail at the same right. time. Right. So what? Um, so the counsel you'd have for, uh, for, for this is obviously don't be like you as a lieutenant, right, going down, doing the, the staff sergeant's job right. with the squadron leader or the platoon leader. But, yeah. Platoon leader, right? Mm-hmm. Don't do that. I'm, I'm not in the military. That's I don't okay. understand this stuff, so. But sure, thank you again for your service for sure. Awesome, really great content. Um, this has been a great conversation. You know, I, I, I thought we'd talk it. about this one thing, and we did, which is you know making sure that the owner is aligned, and and that the owner knows what the person is getting trained on. And we end up talking about a lot of other great things. Absolutely. So I really enjoyed this. Um, any other feedback for our for our audience here? This has been great, Anthony. I just loved it. So thank you. I I, I think. Uh, the, the only other thing I can bring to mind is a lot of times we do we do care, and we do care, and we I think we need to balance the caring with an education, and okay. I think that's very important. So, um, if you care, educate yourself as much as you care. I'm not gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. Educate yourself as much as you care. Awesome message, Anthony. Thank you so much for stepping out of the class here and uh, sharing your thoughts here. Uh, Again, this has been awesome. Thank you for listening to another edition here of Leadership Lounge. This is Jack Tester, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much.